0: Hello, and welcome to the Fisher Poetry Podcast, a showcase of prose, poetry, and song written and performed by those in the commercial fishing community, mostly. I'm your host, Brad. Thanks for joining us today. Today we are happy to be bringing you another installment of Sunday at Sea, a live show of maritime songs, stories, and good coastal fellowship hosted by Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole. From Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. So, without further ado, here's their show.
1: Well, we weren't hearing any sound, Brad just reported (laughs) in. Oh. Can y'all tell I'm supposed to be trying to be Brad this week because Brad's on vacation. Yes. So I just no, no. messed up. So we better play that again. We're going to do Can this I again? Do oh, I loved it, it.
2: Wasn't Let's that a good version <laughs> of for those who couldn't hear it?
1: oh my God. So sorry. All right, we're going to get that right this time. Brad, you just let us know if we're getting it right. Thank you for checking. We love our home. audience.
2: We love our audience. They're a s- essential ingredient to the family here.
1: Yes, and this Ukrainian national anthem deserves special yes, attention.
2: That's right. Here we go.
1: We can you hear now? Yay! We oh. got a yay. We got a thumbs up. Here right. we go. Cool. Here we go. <laughs>
2: I just want my audience out there to know that we appreciate any time you give us feedback. It's sure. such an essential part. I know I'm sounding like I'm repeating myself, but this is, it would be no different if we were it's all important. sitting together. I mean, we've got a little audience here tonight. We've got people yeah. here. But they hear us. They're wonderful. And, they're, and, they're, and we, they deserve uh, our response and whatever, whenever they see anything wrong. And so do you. So do you. And welcome.
1: Welcome. My name is Mark <laughs> Allen
2: Lovewell. I'm a folk singer from Martha's Vineyard. And seated right next to me is Molly Canole. Oh my gosh, you better put that voice down there. So we're we, we here Sunday at sea at the Federated Church. We're doing it again here. Again. I'm so honored to be here. And I cannot tell you how much I love the acoustics in this place. And I know, because I've been listening to the uh, recordings, That you're getting a piece of this wonderful place in this amazing residence of this room, and uh, it's so—I mean, so different from my living room.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: true. That is very true. Now we got—we got stories to tell you because some of you have been maybe watching some of our Facebook posts. This. weekend, we took a trip, oh, it wasn't a magical trip. We went on the sailboat, the sea shanty, and we went over to Nantucket, and the only time I'd ever been to Nantucket was on the ferry boats, when they used to go between Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket, and you could kind of take a day trip there for a few hours, and the ferry would come back and pick you up, and that was the only time I had ever been, so I had no idea how magical it would be, actually crossing Nantucket Sound in a catboat
2: It was magical. It was magical. It was terrific I, and I love Nantucket I, and I, I don't go there enough and I for those who are into the history, the history buffs of this region, there used to be a regular exchange of ideas, thoughts, oil, whale oil, people back and forth between Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket and that's not happening now. It's not happening now. It's not happening. The only time we ever hear about an exchange between Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard.
1: High school is during High
2: school. And, then and, they the and they say there's a rivalry. And they say there's a rival But there's only a rivalry oh, so, so. among them. Right? For those of us who appreciate and love Nantucket, we're brothers. We're sisters. We're, we're a connected island. And so going yeah. to Nantucket, and especially for Molly, she was all lit up. You know, I mean, you couldn't have created a Christmas tree in July better than Molly seeing Nantucket Harbor.
1: Well, and the cool thing, even before we got to the harbor, I had this image of crossing between Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket was going to be like the Wild West of the ocean. (laughs) So I've just pictured us being tossed in the, you know, 100-foot waves and all kinds of crazy, but it was calm and it was beautiful. But you could see different textures in the water. Oh, here would be like a little shoal, and we would get ripples and rip tide or something. Then we get swirls, and we're like, "What is that?" I mean, it just made me think. I know why. When a long time ago, people would be like, "That, that swirl—that was a mermaid." You no, know? that—it was magic. There was magic there. It was just palpable. It was mystery and wonder and. It was just
2: amazing. And I just want to add this fact because I know that every one of you has stood by the beach and you've looked out across the ocean and you say, wow, that's an impressive sight and to be able to see sight out to beyond. But I have to share with you something many of you don't know, that you're only getting a piece of the ocean when you see it from the shore. As beautiful and as wonderful as it appears to you, and warms your heart to watch the waves rolling in from as far away as Spain, when you're on a place on the waters of Nantucket Sound or Vineyard Sound, or the coastal waters around Martha's Vineyard, and, and I'm saying waters that are just vibrant, alive, and it's not just you know not roaring big waves and so it's 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 calm seas it's with so, texture, yeah, texture, yeah, calm seas with texture.
1: This morning, when, for example, we were leaving Nantucket Harbor in the total pea soup fog. And where are we going? Well, we got out safely, which was cool. Fog was
2: so thick that you wouldn't be able to see us right now from this.
1: It was, it was amazing, but we, we did it safely thanks to GPS. And we got out there, and the water, because there was no wind, was just absolutely smooth. And then all of a sudden, the texture got little little dots all over it. That's because it was misty. It wasn't even hard enough to be called rain, but it was like all of a sudden it became all dappled. It's like the textures changed all the time, and, and the colors too. It was just beautiful. Was really beautiful.
2: Poetry out there, folks. Yeah, Poetry by the barrel.
1: And mermaids. And that's M- a cue for your next song.
2: Well, you just imagine going back to. The- well, this this song is, is is almost as old as this country I think. Uh, it's called the Mermaid and it refers to Boston town who <laughs> refers to Boston as the town <laughs> Anyway listen that's to this song <laughs> was Friday morn when we and <laughs> that's far from land, when a captain saw a pretty mermaid with a comb of glass in her hand, the captain of our gown and ship, and a great old captain was he. I have a wife and sail in town, tonight a widow she'll be. greasy old cook was he. I care more for my kettles and my pots than I do for the bottom of the sea. the oh, old The cabin boy of our gallant ship, and a dirty little brat was he. <laughs> I have some friends in Boston town, they don't give a halfpenny for me.
3: Oh, the ocean waves me and the stormy winds wave while we
2: poor sailors go skipping to the top
3: down below below, the land lovers down
2: below. Well, three times round went our gallant ship, and three times round went she. The third time round our gallant ship, she sank to the bottom of the sea. to the top and the land lovers
3: lie down lowly lowly low the land lovers lie down lowly low the land lovers lie down low I love that one I love that one
2: And you know we, we just spoke about Nantucket This This is a very busy time here in Edgartown. Just here in Edgartown, okay. Got the Edgartown Yacht Club going to their Centennial Regatta celebration. Wow. This coming weekend, think about think about me talking about cap boats all the time. We have all cap boats coming from all over southeastern New England coming here for, for a rendezvous, a gathering.
3: A parade! They'll
2: have a parade of sail through... Harbor, Edgartown Harbor, on Saturday, and the details will be obviously published. But these are friends of ours, and these are wonderful people, and uh, and and it's and there's that level of enthusiasm and caring about sailing and water and whatever. So this is a big
1: deal, and it's a beautiful sight. These old t- boats that harken back to another era, all having a little parade going. We're right in front of Memorial Wharf, and everybody's on the wharf waving. And it's, a, it's a wonderful event. It's lovely. It's really
2: fun. <laughs> and, and we we talked about it last year. We, talk, we had it last year. They do this almost every year. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a program of love. Done by a lot of really wonderful people. And many of the boats that participate are really old. My, my catboat is 50 years old, but there are boats that are much older than mine. And, uh, and people are very proud of that history and heritage. Um, I could simply, in a very simple nutshell, say that catboats were the pickup trucks of the 19th century. And the waters around Martha's Vineyard, certainly in Edgartown, Town, catboats did the business of the town, um, did the business of the coastal community. Because in those days, there were dirt roads. And you wouldn't put a horse through all the troubles of carrying all that heavy stuff up and down and around. And it's one of the key ingredients as to why Martha's Vineyard has such beautiful, unique towns. Is that there was a bit of a haul to get from one town to the next. (laughs) And more often than not, they often used boats. They used boats and catboats. Well, I wish you I hope you Google it and look it up. The story <laughs> of capboats—they were the first charter fishing boats of these waters. They went sword fishing. They they hauled heavy things. Uh, when you had a schooner anchor out in the outer harbor, they had to ca- send a capboat out to pick up the provisions or to deliver <laughs> provisions. Capboats were ubiquitous. Two hundred capboats. Were made at the old Sculpen Gallery, uh, which is what we call the gallery today. But back in the day, too, these boats were made. They were, I they mean, were for made. you and I we were like the Volkswagen Bugs of a, of a, you know of the world. These catboats, and and they were easy to sail. You know, required only one hand, one person sailing, and uh, just a great story. And that that legacy lives in the hearts and hearts and minds of a lot of people. Not just catboaters, but people who love catboats. You want to go see an exhibit of catboat paintings. That's people put catboats in all kinds of paintings. They put, them in, they put them in calendars. They put them in all kinds of things. Well, they have a special exhibit at the Old Sculpting Gallery for that. So we got to toot that one on. I, I just oh,
1: want to song warn way way everybody ho- who's, who's joining us right now. And I'm sorry, I'm for some reason not able to see who y'all are right now. Something's going wacky. But that's okay because you're here and thank you for being here. Um, what are we going to sing now? We're going to sing.
2: When I was a little boy, my mama often told me, Way hollow we'll hollow way, Joe. That if I didn't kiss the girls, My lips, they'd all grow mouldy. Way haul away, we'll
3: haul away, Joe. Way haul away, we'll haul for better weather. Way haul away, we'll haul away,
2: Joe. King Louis was the king of France before the revolution. Way home away, we'll haul away, Joe. But Louie got his head cut off. It spoiled his constitution. Way home away, we'll haul away, Joe. Way home away, we'll haul for better weather. Way we home
3: away, we'll haul away, Joe. One more in the chorus. Way, haul away. we'll haul for better weather.
2: Way, Halloway,
3: we'll haul away,
2: Joe. <laughs> That's a
3: good
2: one. That song is really old. Almost as old as the other. Can't you and hear
1: just people Boney was it, a right? warrior. Rolling that rhythm.
2: Boney, yeah, Boney the war- was a warrior. It was actually Napoleon... Napoleon. Oh. In the days of sailors traveling around the world, they didn't have CNN. <laughs> really? <laughs> they didn't have the internet. So the way that they would tell stories about what the heck was going on in one country or another was often to tell stories in poems and and also in song. And that I particular like that story. chorus. Boney got his head cut off It <laughs> spoiled his constitution. Is the demonstration to you, my dear friends, that there was humor in the 19th century. People found ways to laugh, and there was plenty of it. Mark Twain did not come up with the first funny thing. There was humor before Jackie Gleason. So it's like... And there are a lot of funny songs out there. But, you know, we're, oh, we're going to do this, this
1: one. This right is a now. fun song. I don't know that it's funny, but it's fun.
2: <laughs> this is a... This is like Molly and Mark going out to sea. That's right. Song. It's, it's totally called right. Off She
1: Goes. Off She Goes. It's
2: a, a song of enthusiasm.
1: That's right. Here we go. One, two. Here we go.
2: And you can comment. You're saying you can't get you can't get the Facebook show. On? I
1: just can't see Let the me comments. Check it That's out. all right in there. I know no, what's going see on. See I know what's happening.
2: Is it happening?
1: It's happening. Carol, yeah, yeah. is it happening? <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, oh my now, God, she says it's of, happening. Oh yeah, yeah oh, can my God, there. Can
1: I tell about the beautiful church that we saw when we watched? Oh, we the got socket. 15
2: comments. Yes.
1: we saw there, speaking of lovely churches, because we have a lot of those around here on the vineyard, and we happened upon a lovely one when we went to Nantucket. It was the Unitarian Church there, and it, you can see it from afar. It sits on the top of the hill with a like a gold kind of cupola on the top. And uh, There are we two, were-
2: two churches in, in, in downtown Nantucket. One of them looks like the top of the steeple of the Federated Church. They're so beautifully, you know, mm-hmm. you know so wailing arrow. And then the other one, the Unitarian, was also that curved. Or... And
1: we ended up walking to that one. It was, we yeah, on the top of the hill. I and mean, it was open. And there was somebody kind of showing people around. Man so
2: named Peter.
1: Yeah. We walked up these dual kind of curved stairs and got to the top. And lo and behold, we looked inside and it looked just like the Whaling Church here in Eckertown. Because the artwork to paint these flat walls and ceilings made it look like it
2: was 3D. What's that wonderful Trump word? Trump loyal. Oh my Trump God, loyal. some of you know what that is, right?
1: It's an, an amazing technique.
2: Go, okay. look at, go, go look it up. It was amazing. And I have to say that I felt at home they'd walk into that church because he's talked about similar things. that We have the pews are the same as we have here, the little gates. Really? And, the, and, the, and the love of the organ, the church right. organ. Yeah, the People care one. about the church a
1: beautiful
2: bell like on oh, the bell here. can i tell them about the church bell the church bell rings on the hour and it has for a really long time you know one of those big bells it's like this way up there and it rings the hour but it also does something else and it also rings after it does the hour it rings continuously for how many minutes three minutes for three minutes just ringing 52 Contin- ring.
1: Fifty-two stripes.
2: Now today it's digitally, you know, mastered so that the, there's nobody has to be standing in the hot, in that hot steeple, banging the, banging the bell. They've got it. They've got it digitally, really being banged. But the thing is that they do that as a way to. It, it ties to the history of the, of the town, and I've heard this story in New York. I've heard it in other seafaring communities is that if you whaling ships or ships of commerce that were anchored out in the harbor before they would depart, they would need to check their chronometers. The chronometer was a critical part of a ship's ability to keep its position, navigation, because you need to know precisely what time it is. Because then when you pull out your sextant and all of the charts and all the books and everything that is and cross your transits and whatever you look at it, you need to know what time it is in order to establish what your longitude is. Latitude is easy. It's the longitude that's the hard part. And I would invite you all to go Google it, but the story of that church ringing the bell to help that. Now, I know from my days when I used to work at the South Street Seaport Museum in New York City, that there used to be, a, the Siemens Institute had a big towering building where they would also ring the bell. It was not tied to any religion or anything, but just to ring the bell to, to tell help people set their chronometers. And, and
1: as you were saying, that has such a critical part in navigation. Which ties into something that we were talking about on our way over this morning Listen, in the right. fog. So here we are blessed with this GPS that we could see. But anytime I we stopped looking at the GPS and we're just going in the fog, we would wind up I had off no the idea course. where we were. We would be like, whoops, whoo So we were kinda of like this in the compass fog. would
2: help so much.
1: And and it was but... unbelievable and it just was it just made us think Right. It was so understandable how boats would get lost in the fog. And in the olden days, they would get way you're off You're driving course. around in
2: a car, and you've all been through fog. Well, you know the road doesn't get pulled out from underneath you. <laughs>
3: what it does You have a ocean. clue. If
2: you stay with the road, it'll get you where you're going. You're out on the water, and somebody brings fog in.
1: There's no visual reference points at all. You have no idea what's left what's right what's straight ahead and so it was really kind of a really fascinating sobering thing which reminded me of this book that I had read recently
2: which she I, happens to have with her right now
1: isn't that handy
2: <laughs> from a dear friend of ours
1: a dear friend of ours named Sam Lowe and I know I've shown this book before because it again it resonated so strongly with me so it's uh, by Sam Lowe called Hawaiki rising and it is a book about the um, journey. Polynesian. The journey of this boat called the Hokulea, which was built in the old style of the Polynesian ships that would make the journey, say, between all the islands, say, from Hawaii to Tahiti, all those thousands of miles without any of those fancy devices, nothing. And they would have to be able to watch subtleties in the way the water was moving. Or, you know something about the far. way the winds worked in that area. And, oh, a cloud looks that way. Well, that's got to mean something. So all, and the stars, charts of the stars. But in the fog, they'd still have to be able to look for these teeny little signs. And this journey, and this book in, about this journey and how they're using those very, very ancient, and re- rediscovering these ancient ways of navigation. It's a fascinating book. If you're at all interested in in just being in touch with nature and how does nature tell us these things, it's a really great story. If you ever like to read it, it stuck with me. So I can highly recommend it. Thank you, thank you, Sam. Great book.
3: <laughs> definitely, definitely a winner. And then, uh, I
2: think that's what's. I, I think you all know that, and you, why you go on your little trips and you go all across country and we do our different things just to get, get our heads rattled, shaken up over some of the things that we take for granted and some of the things we've lost touch with. And I think one of the greatest gifts of, of our trip to Nantucket was the resonance of our story, our community story here on Martha's Vineyard. Being remo- I mean, we've walked around Nantucket. My, my opinion of Nantucket is this. Nantucket looks really familiar. I don't know where I am. I don't know <laughs> it my way Looks like home, around. but like... <laughs> I just. <laughs> That's
1: right, and we have to thank our hosts because we mm. were we were treated to oh. an absolutely lovely stay. Bill we... and Judy Sale.
2: Sales, S-A-Y-L-E-S. Yeah. and they're wonderful. Celebrated the history of the Sale family, even on Martha's Vineyard. For oh. some of you who know the story about Zeb Tilton and the. Alice S Wentworth sailed out of Vineyard Tiltons. Haven Harbor. The mm-hmm. Alice S Wentworth was sailed by a game, guy named Zeb Tilton, and Zeb Tilton was a wonderful, wonderful man. But he got old, and the and the schooner got old. And Charlie Sails, this is Bill's dad, stepped in with a whole bunch of people, and they helped save the vessel and sail her and preserve her. Story. And Alice S. Wentworth, amazing story, amazing story. Charlie Sales is an amazing fellow and he had a wonderful family. If you've ever, ever seen a Nantucket lightship, you know those you know,
1: baskets, those beautiful baskets. Bill Sale
2: made them. Make them. I think mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how many cranks out now, but he he's a he's a one a wonderful, wonderful catboat enthusiast. And we went over there. We went over there to rejuvenate our Love for boating and sailing and whatever, and also our love for each other and coming out there. And they hadn't met Molly before, so it was yeah. a great honor to be able to introduce them. And there's there's a barrel of stories Lovely about the Sale family. Lovely. We want to give them a shout out because, you know, on the island of Nantucket, and as there is on Martha's Vineyard, there's a. I'll just be candid about it. There's a lot of new money. There's a lot of new wealth. There's a lot of a lot of things that are dapper, things that are shiny, things that are fiberglass and chrome and whatever. But he wanted to stay in touch with those authentic people who uh, where wooden boats is the, the core of the crew and, and where the stories of the, of the struggles of the maritime community. And I know you're the same way, sitting in your you know chair listening to our program, is that you've there's something that resonates with you about a love for the way things were and the way the things are. So many of our followers on the show um, bring stories with them. And we we feel so honored that uh, Molly and I were treated just oh. like royalty. Yeah. And I, I've got to be careful saying the word war royalty <laughs> because there is royalty on that during the course <laughs> of the summer. But we were, tr- we were tr- treated like...
1: We, we were. felt like we were.
2: We felt like we were the best boat builders on the island. And,
1: you know, we
2: were just treated so well.
1: We were. And, and yeah. this this song came into our minds. We sang so for them. We did yeah. some
2: songs for them. Some we of the did. songs you hear us sing. but we you know.
1: And this little song, just because the distance between our cat boat and their house, we did it a couple of times. And it was a bit of a row. But he did really good. He was a good rower. You know, this song is about rowing. We thought it would be a nice one to do.
2: Yeah, so here's this, Joanna is rolling. We love this one.
3: Joanna is rowin', go roll the boat and try. Joanna is rolling. go roll the boat and try.
2: No storm,
3: no lightning, no
2: thunder. Well, we got to sing about it now. Maybe. we get got to sing about it in this song. See the lightning flashing, go roll the boat
3: dry. see the lightning flashing. Go roll the boat dry. see the lightning flashing, go roll the boat drive, go roll let me go home. Let me go home. Let
2: me go home. Me go home. Me go home. <laughs> we don't sing this song enough. But every time we sing it, we sound like we're having. We've been singing it for years do you Please comment. Know. Please jump in on that. It's, it's a love lovely it. song. Love You'll love never it. hear it on the radio. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. I
1: don't either. But i got one other thing that they won't hear on the radio, but we heard it both nights while we were in, in Nantucket Harbor and talk about mysteries. Remember we were talking about mysteries and mermaids oh. we and stuff? This was a real life mystery because we got on the land and one of the first things our host said to us was, did you hear anything last night when you were out <laughs> trying to sleep? And we're like, yeah, actually we did. And I said, I thought it was maybe like nocturnal woodpeckers coming to get the wooden masts of the boats. Because that's what it sounded like. <laughs> like that. And then another one nearby. Do again.
2: Do that sound again. Because...
1: It was like a wood block. Like it was woodpeckers. It really sounded like woodpeckers, but then it'd be like real close to us, and they'd be over here and over here, and it was calling once out farther away. It was such a mystery. Well,
2: well, let I, me I add was... another thing to you okay. because I right. think it was part smart. of the part of the magic of you know when you're in a boat at night in a dark harbor, lights are out. You stick out and look around you. And you can't see much of anything. The fog is rolling in, and you. may... Almost as isolated as we were when we crossed it, but it's dead quiet. It was. It's around midnight. And then you hear <laughs> underneath the boat. Well, at first she thought it was tell. an avian. She thought it was a bird.
1: So I got out my app that's like sound record and ID it. Nothing. Nothing. No but, bird. Per, but
2: thorough review of what we were hearing. It was happening under our boat.
1: Under the water.
2: So we're sitting in, in our harbor. bunk, so and, and we hear it right near us. I mean, because some of them were within a foot yeah. or two. So, now, I ask you, let's take a silent moment yeah.
3: to, the to I ponder
2: chance. the thought of what it would feel like if you were in that bunk, and you heard this sound.
1: Was something. And they were all calling to each other. Like one would start and then another one would start another. It was like a chain reaction. Well, that was one of the first things that Bill asked us. And we were like, Yeah, we heard it. What is it? What is it? And he's like, Well, I don't know. We're like, Really? You don't know? But then he said.
2: And he's a very knowledgeable fellow.
1: Exactly. Then he said, Well, some people have been saying maybe it's sea robin.
2: So he goes Googling. So I go Googling while we're at this dinner gathering. And I can't say that with 100% authority that what I'm saying is true because I sure hope somebody in our audience will either affirm this or give us more information. Please
1: help us solve the mystery.
2: But we think we solved the problem, figure out what they are. They were sea robins under the boat doing their mating call.
1: They only do it for a couple of weeks a year, and it's a very different sound than their normal sound.
2: Most of you who've ever caught a sea robin are always impressed by the sound that they can croak. They sound the croak when they come out of the water. And we talk about sea robins, about this big, what a noisy fish! <laughs> what a noisy fish! I mean, this 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 is like this is like an underwater pinkle tank. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> So loud. Spring
2: peeper, but he has a different.
1: He has a jackhammer. you was
2: beating a drum or something. <laughs> you were trying to figure out what piece of instrument you could bring to the show tonight. It
1: would have had him in they
2: a woodblock. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he kept waking us up and, or at least fun. causing us to fall asleep and wear anything. Anyway. So if
1: anybody has like actual, Please, you know, documented comment. evidence about this, we would love to hear it. Solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. And I, you
2: know what, I've spent a lot of time in my boat at night. You know, I've done that.
1: You never heard that before. I it?
2: have never heard that before. <laughs> and I've been on different vessels and I was just to cool. ponder the mystery of the ocean at two o'clock in the morning when you're trying to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, Molly and I, <laughs> I might as well tell you, we, we'd love to see a whale. We'd love to see love marine see mammals it. in the ocean. We'd we love to do it, but this, this one... We
3: just...
1: kept calling to the whales. We're, oh, my we're God, they to get them in. in. Mm-hmm. We are trying to find them. And in fact, this next song is about maybe seeing the whale. Oh, my God. It, it was sparked also by a conversation that our, that our hosts were saying. You know, sometimes they sit around at nighttime and they, they gripe about the traffic. They gripe about the heat, or these people parking in their yard, or all this and that. And then they say, wait a minute. We're here on Nantucket. And these people are coming because they enjoy the beauty, too. And it's just, it was like a reality check. And so it kind of reminds us of this song that we love to sing for you, too.
2: I have to say, the sea robots are one of the ugliest fish (laughs) And I realize it's subjective, okay? Pretty fish to you might not be pretty to me, or pretty fish to
1: are anyway. They're very weird looking. They're unusual. They,
2: they, they, they remind me of the sculpin. Sculpin, had a similar, and they, go Google it. Look up sea <laughs> robins. And, you know, kids love to catch scup when they're fishing down here at Memorial War. Food. But you can catch a sea robin, it's like, mm. <laughs>
1: That's but the only thing I ever thought. you got to throw them away. The good news is that they're
2: underappreciated, is the word to say. They're underappreciated fish, and you can eat them. And they're delicious. But they have this amazing story behind them. We just added another one.
1: <laughs> oh, right, right.
3: here we, we go. we got to do this one.
1: we got to do a little you got to tell a little bit of this. I'm just going to tell a little bit, because I think the words speak for themselves. True. A, this is a song about gratitude, a little tongue-in-cheek.
3: That's all I'm gonna say. Where are you gonna go? Right. That's all you. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: That's all I'm gonna say. I think we'll let it speak for itself. It starts
2: out with a harmonica.
1: Oh yeah,
3: we're we're grateful for those. Oh yeah.
2: we find Sharing all our stories of the years we left behind (laughs) Taking in the sunrise Nature's
3: vast display
2: The birds sing
3: songs, the sun shines through The magic of a brand new day Oh, the hardship The hardship the hardship.
2: i suffer through
3: The wind is light The air is warm A perfect day to sail The fish and seals They play and jump Maybe we'll see a whale The blue of the, the sky water Reflects the sky Not a cloud that we can, can see Just pinch me down. It's just right It's right. time for you and me Oh, the hardship, the hardship, this ship time I spent with you. It's so so hard to sail this ship. I guess yes, we'll muddle, muddle through. Oh, the hardship, the hardship, uh, this ship time I have to suffer through. It's so so hard to sail ship. this ship. I guess we'll muddle through.
2: song
1: we make our
2: warmth on this cold night
3: nothing can be wrong <laughs> stars and the moon
2: they dance across the night sky as we play dreams are sweet in your embrace looking forward to another
3: day oh the hardship the hardship to really to do this thing the hardship, the hardship. Oh, you make my heart sing. Oh, the hardship, the hardship. Do we really have to do this thing? The hardship, the hardship. Oh, you make my heart sing. Oh, sing it, baby.
2: Sickness, friends, and family past We know there's always
3: more But no matter where our paths may lead, The bumps along the way
2: Just knowing you beside me Holding hands We'll make it through another
3: day Oh, the hardship The third Sometimes will The hardship, the
2: hardship's much much easier with you.
3: Oh, the hardship, the hardship
2: when I spend time with
3: you. We'll laugh a lot or shed a tear. The hardship's easy with you. Oh, the hardship's easy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> oh my to gosh!
1: Take time. Oh, we're doing good on time. Perfect. Brad's gonna be so pleased.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i will be honest with you. We have we have self-imposed restrictions on how how long our show should go.
1: <laughs> oh. uh, that's right. Well, the cool thing is because you can now find it on your, some cable access TV stations. We got a podcast, Mr. Coaching Podcast. Find it out there, and that's a nice thing. Things
2: are we're really happening around here. It's really yeah. some really nice people are involved in this show. That's right.
1: We got a few of them here. We're gonna call, have a shout-out to our crew. We got Doug here, we got we got Carol here, we got John here, and they were helping us be our in-person crew, so
2: thank yeah, you. Plenty of room <laughs> in here for you too as well.
1: That's
2: right. That's right. And, you know, I'm sure you love the sound of us when we're coming in through your whatever device you're using. But I tell you, it's nothing better than coming and hearing a live performance, live. We'd love to
1: have you come join us. If you're in, in the area, please come.
2: I started these Sundays at Sea programs three years ago. Can you imagine? During street?
1: COVID, when there was no live.
2: When I had no gigs, I all dried up. Everything dried up. You remember that? You remember that? Nothing. And I remember that. And I said, what am I going to do? So I had this weekly program. That's
1: right. And I'm glad. And that
2: was really, for many of you, and I've heard the story, and Carol's nodding her head out there in the audience, for many people, that was was a hard time. And the show.
3: Your show
1: was a bright spot.
2: Yes, for yes. the support of some really nice—I don't know—it's just it's, the enthusiasm that it arose out of it still goes today, even though that that whole experience is behind us. There is still, and I felt this when I was on Nantucket this weekend in the is that people still care deeply about the fellowship, the friendship that you have with people you know on the waterfront. And I'm um, going to just shoot this from the, my mouth. You go into a museum and you walk around, you get a little bit of the history of the, of the community and history, and that's essential. It's essential to the story of, of your community and my community, museum. So essential. But the fellowship, <laughs> the storytelling, the sitting around, Sitting that's around right. the cast iron stove, in our case it's Ashley. <laughs> you know, sitting around and sharing stories about your family, your parents, your fishing adventure, your day on the on the sail, your day on, on the water, and somebody will listen to you.
1: And then share their story. That, and that's share magic. their story.
2: This, there's that's there's magic. something precious about that yeah. experience. And um,
1: that's right. Coming
2: back from Nantucket, I think I think. Um, we're going to keep doing this, folks. <laughs> it's because people want it. That's right. I don't, you know, I'm in total amazement. Now we're going to sing this song, and you know this
1: one. If you've never heard it before, you'll catch on real quick. And you know it, you sing along. Reminds us of what we were doing today. Coming Thank you for joining with
3: topic. us tonight. Thank you. Please tell your friends.
2: Spanish maiden
3: It is not
1: one more verse. Let's do it. Look at the clock. Yeah, we're good. All right, we
2: love you all. Thank you so much for joining with us on this July evening. I, Molly and I are still feeling like we're rocking on a show. I, I know,
1: rolling home right The only oh, thing that changes is, change is that the
2: chandelier's not rocking with us. <laughs> we're the only <older> ones rocking. <laughs> Many thousands. Many thousands behind us.
3: Many thousands.
2: I had to do that.
3: That was good. I want
2: to kill that rivalry idea. Uh, I think
3: that's two, a good idea.
2: Two islands that are Let's friends. See history. I know, totally. We love each other. We get Bye along. Guys. We should get along. That's
3: right. right. <laughs> see
2: you next week.
0: Have a nice week. <laughs> that was Sunday at Sea, hosted by Mark Allen Lovell and Molly Canole of Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. Thank you, Mark and Molly. It was a real pleasure to have you on the show today. For more information about Sunday at Sea please check out the link included in the podcast description. Well, that's it. This one's in the tote. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is written and produced by me, Brad Wortman. Music used in this episode is courtesy of Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole. We're always looking for fisher poets like Mark and Molly to come on the show. If you'd like to appear or have comments about the show, please send an email to the Fisher Poetry Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to haul the latest episodes into your net. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is available via our podcast host, Anchor, and several other hosts, including Apple, Google, and Amazon. Please also check out our videos on the Fisher Poetry Channel on YouTube and visit the Fisher Poetry Podcast page on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Come all young sailor men,
2: listen to me. I'll sing you a song of the fish in the sea. Blow, you winds, westerly, westerly blow. We're bound to the southern, so steady she goes.